I don't hear it. All right, we are going from one technical challenge episode to another technical challenge episode. But we're going to see how this one works because we are live. No, we're not live. Why do I keep saying live, Madison? What's wrong with me? We're live, but this won't be a live episode. Maybe we should do a live episode of Madison. We've never done a live episode. No, we have not. Only your very first time. You got to make sure that you listen to what I say before you put it out there on the air. That's why. Only the first time that you ever appeared on Laugh, Let and Eat was it live and you didn't yeah. realize it was live. Yeah. That was like the only time. And then we did the the mortgage, how to make a mortgage podcast. Yeah, we did that how to make a mortgage podcast. <laughs> I can't do that so well. How do you, how do you women do that shit? I see, I see women doing that all the time. I can't do it. Madison, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I feel like we haven't talked forever. Right? And it... I don't know. When did we film the last one? It's been, it was Q1. Before your birthday. By the way, I know I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. I made you this amazing video for your birthday present. I posted on your Facebook page. I didn't get any recognition for it. You didn't post a video on my page. Yeah, I feel like I'm blind on Facebook late, lately. I think no one's like seeing my Facebook stuff. I think I was going to say I have a bone to pick with you. I didn't hear from you on my birthday. No, I made this incredible video for you. Like a totally incredible video. Really? That yeah, makes me yeah. feel better. I thought you just like forgot about me. And I was like, what happened, Madison? Like, you're not even acknowledging my video that I post on your Facebook? I would have definitely acknowledged a video if I saw a video. You're going to have to oh. send it to me. Hold on, little girl. We're going to do this right now live. We're going to oh. do this live. I don't care. Perfect. This is, this is like, you know. So tell the audience what you've been up to, by the way. So, I think you have some big news, right? I do. I have officially (laughs) moved over to Cross Country Mortgage, which was, I will say, the first time that I have ever quit a job in my 27 years of living. You've never quit a job before that? I've never quit a job, and I've never been fired from a job. So everyone was like, so did you just never work before this? And I'm like, no, everything, every other job that I had had a set end date. So, so this was the first time that I had to like do the whole HR going through the process of, yeah, it was, um, it was stressful, yeah, but stressful, I'm sure, but you made it. We made it to the other side. You made it to the other side. You're now with cross country mortgage. My good friend, Anna Kramer down in Naples, Florida. Do you know her? Anna Kramer? No. You're gonna really? Have to us. She's actually gonna be on the show in July for meet the recruiters. She's wow. been the one who's been like out there hustling all these people to join cross country. Wow. And I really mean hustling with the, with the, with all the love in my heart, Anna. I mean that. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, hustle. I feel like hustle used to be like it wasn't always a good word, but now when you hear hustle or like hustler, you're like, okay. oh, they're hard let's working. Talk about, let's talk about something more important. Okay. I want to share this evidence with you. Oh, God. Which. Oh, the evidence of the birthday video that I never saw? Yeah, that's way more important than you joining a new company. If you look over here, you'll see that there's this video on your page. And if I play the video, what happens? Then this (laughs) awesome, awesome, awesome video shows up that... I thought it was a picture. See? Well, we got to hear it. You got to put the the camera on. Hold on, I'm trying to. Oh, (laughs) 
those flowers behind your head make it look like you have ear bunnies. Titles. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't right. think she was born when the movie was actually released, Madison. Am I right about that? Yeah, I wasn't born for half of this book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you break laws? Do you think? Do you think you break laws? Never. I date. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a high school in South Carolina where JP lives near the farm with the goats. That would be happy to have Madison trapped with you. You think I can only make it out there? <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! You feel any different? Double digits? I feel better. I feel a little lighter. <laughs> I just got all that. <laughs> See? Oh my gosh. It was on your Facebook page this entire time since March 17th. Picture. You know well, when hold people on, hold on. on Facebook. So, hold on. so if it was a picture and it had my name attached to it. Don't make me share my screen again, and it has my name there. It does, but it's just a green tulip. So you could have, like, clicked on it and say, what the, why is Fabi sending me a green tulip? No, friend? because you know when you write on someone's Facebook wall and you could choose, like, a background, I thought you were just like, oh, God, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> See, I spent all that time and energy creating this video for you. Going through all these. Oh my god! I look like I'm celebrating Christmas today. What's going on here? I don't know, man. I'm gonna keep anyway, my hands down. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Well, I'm a, a month into being 27, and let me tell you, it's freaking aged me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Now you, you're you're a year older, right? Yes. Probably not a year wiser, right? Because I think wisdom is overrated. Like, what do you mean? I think I'm wiser than I was at 26. I think I get wiser every day. Do you really? I think so. I think How, you accumulate okay. knowledge every single day. Let me ask you a question. How wise do you think you are? So I'd say that I'm extremely wise, but it depends on what category we're talking about. Like emotional intelligence or like EQ, I'm IQ. A, I'm just saying as a human being. Like I think my, I think my scale of wisdom on, as a 55 year old is very low. Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends on the category. Like sometimes I as feel a human like being as a human being overall, I think like I I I just, oh, I just kinda, you bottom know, of the barrel. Yeah, bottom of the like, barrel. If we're going on like the whole scale of a human being, I'm definitely at the bottom. I think I do good at telling jokes. Yeah. That's about it. Funny. The the guys at the bottom, we have all the personality. You can't Thank have everything. You. Thank you can't you. have the personality plus the intelligence and the wisdom. That's, so, it just, you know, that's pretty wise. That's pretty wise what you just said right there. I you, am stellar. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you credit for that. <laughs> you. you think that I literally belong on the on the farm cheerleading with the goats? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. You know, you do these podcasts and you're like trying to fill up this like a lot of amount of time, and things come out of our mouth sometimes so randomly that if so you don't random. Right, because if you don't like, there's 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 very little time between what happens between the two ears and the time it passes between the mouth. I'll be the first to admit that I oftentimes don't think before I speak. Yeah. So yeah. I can agree with you on that one. Yeah. See, so maybe that's something I'm going to learn or try and work on in my 27th as year. As you get as you get older, Madison, you realize it doesn't make any difference. Probably what 
half the stuff that gets said doesn't even get heard. Well, I think if we all know me, we know that I really don't care what I say or who it offends <laughs> or what people think about what I have to say. Yes. Um, that's yes. kind of how this I want you to go on your Facebook after the show and I want you to share the video because I'm going to share it and be like, like I'm, a jerk. I'm a ever. jerk. I'm a jerk for not acknowledging Fabian, the great work he did because he is beyond wisdom on this video. Beyond, beyond wisdom. Beyond wise. Beyond wise. Beyond <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> this is why we're at the bottom. <laughs> at least we're having fun, man. We're having some fucking fun down here. You know, because look, as you know, Madison, your second theme song, right, is about you, what you like to do on a daily basis. What's my second theme song? I know the da na 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 Did you hear that? Did you not hear that? You didn't hear that? No, I can't hear. Oh, my God. Where's your headphones? By the way, you have an admission to make about your equipment. Oh, I do. So to all of our lovely listeners out there, I, season one, faked using my microphone more than I used my microphone. Oh, my It just God. served as a prop that stood in front of oh, me, but it really no. never worked half the time. No way. And I didn't realize it until you like listened back on the episode. So the ones where you can hear like super echo are, you know, clearly the ones where the microphone was just sitting there and not on or plugged in. Using, or... But you didn't know it was a prop. Sometimes I did. You did? Sometimes I did. And you let it go on? I'm just trying to look cool out here, Fob. <laughs> it's all about the aesthetic, okay? <laughs> You know, I mean, if you really think about, so you can't hear, you can't hear this right here. No, I can hear. Oh, the music. No, whatever you play in your headphones is just living straight in your head. I hope the audience can't hear it either, so you don't I make think, me look like dumb. I think they can hear it. We'll see. Because Judas Priest is going to let me allow to use that again on this YouTube video when we post it. They allowed us to use it last time. They'll allow us to use it again. So, Maddie, Shout out. We let's talk about again. the mortgage industry that we're both part of. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. What's, what's going on there? The mortgage industry. I don't know what this means, Maddie, because you are wise. You're going to educate me today. Okay. Lend loan level price adjustments, otherwise known as LLPAs. Yes. So good old Fannie and Freddie. Well, you know, quite honestly, I mean, uh, even FHA and Jeannie Mae has those. So they all they have. Do. They all have loan level price adjustments. It's not just Fannie Mae. We can't just rule them out. So, but there's this big hubbub about what's going on inside the low credit score bucket versus the high credit score bucket, right? Yes. So, essentially, because I want to let my score drop and get a lower rate. That's gonna, what every single stop, one of my wanna clients texts me. I, I want to stop making my credit card payments. I'm going to say I need a new vacation home. Fannie Mae's going to give me a better deal if I have a score less than, is it 620 or 639? It's six. It, it, the, the brackets don't really make sense, to be honest. It really just comes down to this. They're trying to mitigate risk. So for whatever reason, they felt as though because of the interest rate, this is, and again, this is my opinion. I don't want to come on here saying like, this is what it is. Um, because I know there's gonna be some listener out there that's you know, my take buddy, face value. My, my in buddy, my opinion, my buddies at Fannie Mae are gonna hear all this. 
I know. They're going to come after me. They love this podcast. Thank you, Fannie Mae, for your support. Secretly, I know you can't publicly say it. Well, you're 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 just throwing them under the bus right now. But I'm not mentioning any names. I'm not mentioning any names. You're not. You're not. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, what they're trying to do. (laughs) I want to mention their names so bad, but I can't. Don't just. I will do it. Leave them alone. Let them deal with enough. You go talk. Um. Where was I? Loan level price adjustments. Yes. Okay. So they're trying to mitigate risk right now. So if essentially, in my opinion, as we know, there's been the the rate hikes that have been going on since last year, and that really impacted the ones that were trying to put as little down, and maybe the ones that were working on credit repair or just getting skin in the game by being able to utilize these low down payments and things like that, or just having worse off credit scores, but still being able to qualify. They kind of were the first to go as these rate hikes kept happening because mm-hmm. the pri- they just got outpriced or they were, you know, no longer qualified. So basically so now, MLPs were always there, right? They were always there. And so it's that's not, it's not like a new thing. This isn't, and that's, yeah, that's why I think it's confusing. Like, I feel like people just needed something to talk about this week besides the interest rates, maybe, or, or inventory. Well, my so they were like, is, let's just talk about this thing that's been going on since January, but. It's weird when you actually see this on LinkedIn, right, which is where I get all my news. Um, it seems like the people that are leading towards a, a certain party post a certain thing, and then the other party posts a different thing. And guys like myself who are like, just don't care about any particular political party, we're like, what's the, what's going on? What's the problem? What am I missing? Yeah. Like, And that's I where I think it. it's also confusing because then you have a bunch of like realtors posting about it. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Realtor, why don't you explain this to the rest of the world and the clients? Because they just look at it as like a fear thing because they don't understand it. So when they don't understand it and take the time to maybe learn it, it's just like change. And right, I feel so, like there's so much change that's been happening to our industry. So let me ask you a question. I'm going to go through this rapid fire. Yeah. If I have a 780 credit score six months ago, do you know what my LLPA was or you don't know? There, I, I don't expect you to know. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Am I going to pay more for if I have a 780 credit score today? You are. Yes. How much more? About $40. Is what $40 is like the rule of thumb that they're really like focusing and emphasizing. On an $800,000 loan, I'm going to pay $40 more. Essentially. But this is where it gets like, this is where it's tough for me to even advise clients because Mm -hmm. I'm like, we don't really know what you were going to do in terms of paying points and like how we were structuring your loan to begin with. Mm -hmm. So for me to say that, oh, because you have a higher credit score, you're automatically paying more Mm -hmm. than someone that's paying, putting less down or has worse off credit score. It's case by case. So I gave an example to one client, and this is something that I've been doing since back when I was a loan partner. Um, I'd look at pricing. There'd be times where you can get a better interest rate for putting 17 or 18% down than you could 20%. Right, right. So for me, when I hear about these sort of things, it's like, it's so case. What'd you say? There's a reason for that. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like it's so case by case, though. So it's like for them to be like, oh, you're going to pay approximately $40 more if you have this credit than that credit. It's like, we don't know what you're doing. We don't know how well, your loan officer is structuring words, your property. What you're saying is damaging my credit score is only going to save me $40. Yeah. 
And here's the thing. You're mm. still better off in this type of market where the inventory is low, putting more money down and having better credit scores. Because yeah. if you have a better credit score, you're going to get a better you're going to get better pricing on the rate no matter what, right? Mm. Yeah. Um and my other thing is is that okay, so let's say that they change this. When a client goes out there and you have a 5% down individual and a 20% down individual, regardless of what's happening behind the scenes to their monthly payment, the one that's putting 20% down in this type of market is going to be the one that's going to get their offer accepted. You know, you know what I've learned about you in the year that we've been working together? I talk when with my hands a lot. When you're serious, your right eyebrow goes up. You're wrong. <laughs> When I on all the podcast episodes, I've always watched your right eyebrow go up when you're like actually talking facts. <laughs> I can't. I can't look. Oh my god! I've never realized that before. And then I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Am I talking facts? Is my right eyebrow up? Is my right eyebrow? I'm up? literally <laughs> like angry, serious, and I'm just like, what are you talking about, Fabi? <laughs> now let me ask you one more question, okay? This is this this is what the. Did I don't you even know if you know. Demeanor <laughs> I don't know if you if you even know this, right? And this is gonna freak people out when this that really I don't comes. Know this? You may not know this yet, but L Fannie Mae is gonna be introducing LLPAs for DTI ratios. I like that. Right. So I like that. What do you think is gonna happen then with the people that are going absolutely crazy? Because now the people that are going crazy, right? That I have a bar who's got a great credit score, but he's gonna pay more. Ninety percent shot is that they also have a lower DTI. Yeah. Than the one with the lower with the lower credit score. So when these LLPs come out for DTI ratios, I mean, it's gonna like balance everything back out. Right. Or so not, if you are a lower credit score individual, chances are I'm probably gearing you towards an FHA loan product anyway. Thank you. In which case, all of this nonsense doesn't apply. Yeah. And so at the, end, at the end of the day, if, if we do increase the credit spectrum to allow more homeowners to buy homes, is that a bad thing? No. Because there's not a lot of homes out there anyway. By the way, you know the number of, of listings that were available as of last weekend? Where? I didn't know this. Like Nation, nationwide. 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 This is so weird. This is a, this is the most bizarre number I've heard, and I and I've checked into this pretty accurate. Six hundred thousand roundup, right? Six hundred thousand listings nationwide. One point two million real estate agents. <laughs> See the right eyebrow. What? Just like how do you? you the know, right eyebrow just went up. <laughs> We have to go get Botox in this one so I can like even it out. Jesus. Yeah, six hundred thousand listings, one point two million re licensed real estate agents. I don't know how many of them are active. Maybe only fifty of them are active, right? I don't know, but that's just insane. In two thousand eight, when the meltdown was happening, our listings nationwide reached over four million. Yeah. And now we're at 600,000. So people are saying, oh, there's a meltdown coming. There's a housing crash. No. If there's only 600,000 listings nationwide and a potentially 2.7 million home buyers that are looking for homes, I don't see how there could be a crash. The demand is so strong. The demand has been unwavering no matter what has happened. And that's right. where it's like, I've never seen a slowdown in the demand. It's just a slowdown in the time it takes a client to 
get under contract. Yeah, but I do like the clients are more prepared now, right? I mean, because they tell you everything up front today, right? I, I yeah, it's very rare at this point that I have a client freaking out about the interest rates because their right. grandma's brother's mother already, you know, explained that to them. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and they have all their documents prepared for you. Like they know, hey, here's everything. Here's my bankruptcy. You think here's that my, people are going to shape up just because? Here's my divorce decree. Here's my child support. Right, Maddie? I mean, I've I'm had <laughs> actual living hell when it comes to child support in the last two months. And again, so, you know, oh, anyone you not, that knows are you, me. Are you, not, are you not getting paid? Is that what's going on? You got a ch child you never told us about on the show? This is exactly it, guys. I have some. I have some. Another secret. A lot of secrets coming out on this episode. This is the secret unraveling show. <laughs> <laughs> No, secrets unraveling. You want to talk about secrets unraveling, Fabi? Yes. So our good old Real Realtors of New Jersey, Christina, yes. she has me go. I do a lot of open houses with her, right? Okay. And she and I joke. She's like, Madison, I've never had anyone that actually like, like a loan officer that comes to an open house and really gets anything out of it. I get a client out of this, right? Nice. This client introduces me to a real estate agent who has already sent me over 20 leads. So I'm like... This is great. He was working with another lender. This lender already helped him with credit repair. I don't have to go through this with him. Nice. Long story short, we're under contract on a property. And this is one of the last deals that I'm doing with Annie Max. So I'm just okay. like, okay, it's clear to close. Like no issues going through the process super quickly. He basically signs documents for pre like preliminary closing disclosure on a Friday. Monday morning, I look at my app. My my app my Annie Mac app and <laughs> I need to leave. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna just start the show. I go, on my app. <laughs> I go on my app and I'm like, oh, borrower uploaded documents. What could he possibly be uploading? Like, what are we requesting at this point? He already right. signed. Um, and then I got a call from my processor and she goes, You're gonna lose your shit. And I'm like, what? No. She goes, Mr. Blah, blah, blah uploaded the missing pages of his divorce decree that I've been asking for oh, for the last no, two weeks. No. And on those missing documents oh, no. is a $600 child support payment. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, Do you think that clients leave those things out on purpose? Yes, I do. God, I, I, what? Okay. Because they think that if they don't disclose it on the application and they don't tell me about it, mm -hmm. that suddenly no one else is going to find out about it. But what people don't understand are title companies exist, and title is a very important part of the process because they're doing all the digging that you didn't disclose on your application. Mm. So flash forward, I got the deal closed, right? Good for me. You got it closed? I, oh, closed. How? Uh, well, first the ex-wife tried to co-sign. She couldn't <laughs> qualify. So then the ex-wife's mother, so his ex-mother-in-law, was like, I'll do it. And then by the time she volunteered and we straightened things out, I was able to work some magic and have him pay off some things and it it worked out but his dti was like not qualifying after that payment went in wow wow so, then so i got a 
client three weeks later. I'm under contract. And I got an email from the attorney last Monday morning. Hey, Madison, just want to let you know, title report came back on page 26. There's bankruptcy and child support. So I call the client and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, how'd you find out about that? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not. It doesn't matter how I found out about that. It's why didn't you disclose this to me? Did he get mad at you for finding out? No. He was just like, oh, yeah. And then a week later, oh, yeah, I also pay rent for my friend. That's why I have a different address on my driver's license. Oh, my God. Yeah. So to answer your question, I don't even know if you questioned it, but people are not getting there. Yeah, they don't get it, do they? No. No matter how many TikToks I make telling them not to do things. Maybe you should stop doing the TikToks. It's reverse psychology at this point, I feel. I think I think the problem is that you, they think you're just this like this TikTok person that'll make everything happen for them. Yeah. What clearly. do you think? That you know that's what I do. I think too, and that's where like I had to kind of like sit back and evaluate, and I'm like, am I too nice to clients? Like, do they just think that they can pull a quick one on me because I'm like the educational? Let me help you. Let me hold your hand. Yeah. Maybe you should make a video here. I get you an idea. Ready? All right. You should do this. I'm writing it down. Help me help you. <laughs> yes. That should be your help. next. Just help. Right. <laughs> help me help you buy a house. Here yeah. are the things that I want you to do. Boom, 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 boom. If you do this, I will Any help you help you buy a you, house. Let's talk. I'm yeah. not judging you. You're not in trouble. You're not going to yeah. knock at the house. But you might not if you don't disclose it to me up front. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I could handle that. I'm, I I know that today I would not be good at that. You know what I mean? I, I, I was okay with, like, I think the worst one I ever had, and it still sticks in my mind today, so it's, yeah, it's probably the worst one I ever had, where everything was going along really smooth, and all of a sudden, like, the borrow, I get the underwriter conditions for something, and I'm like, why would she condition for this? And I can't remember how it happened, but the wife had cashed out the CD right? To pay off all their bills. And now they didn't have enough money in their account to, to, for closing. Yikes. And I'm like, but I qualified you on the bills. You didn't have to pay them off. Like I didn't tell you to go and pay them. Yeah. And the wife was like, well, I used to work at Countrywide. This shouldn't be a big deal that we're getting money from an uncle. I said, well, it's not a big deal that you're getting money from an uncle is that we're doing it the day before closing. (laughs) Of course. I mean, Why would it be a week before? And I said, and by the way, what did you do at Countrywide? True story. Oh, I was a receptionist. No knock against receptionist. No, no but knock. like. Right. Like you did not deal with the loan and the. And, and the and yeah, the, you were in processor. Right. You know, yeah. Underwriter. No. So it's just like, okay, just. And I was like pulling my hair out and it was just like, obviously we didn't close on time. And then someone gets mad at me because I should have known better. Like. I should right. have known in my mind that the wife was going to cash the CD that they were going to use for the source of funds, which was a nice, clean source of funds, and pay, pay all the bills off and then get a gift from their uncle. Yeah. Like, and that's where it's like they it's like that that little like manipulation thing that those clients do sometimes or mm-hmm. like the realtors or everyone else where it's like, I'm sorry, if they said no on an application when they're asked if they have any court ordered ob- debt obligations <laughs> my thing is not to assume that they're a liar 
<laughs> and the, you know, like, and that it's the day that we, the world that we live in right now too. It's like you can't say certain things without offending someone. Right. So it's like there's a fine line between how much you question someone after they put something on paper. So can Man, you hear this? Time to be alive. Can you hear this? Nope. You can't hear that. It's in your head. That's awful. That's the Mexican hat dance. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for Cinco de Mayo here. Cinco All right. De Mayo. Yeah. All right. So look, you have one more thing that I want to cover with you. It's interesting. Some recent woman credit card stats that you picked up on. Yes. Are women? Oh, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. Okay. I don't know anything about this. Are you gonna tell me that women have higher credit card debt than men? Yeah. Okay. Shocker. I don't think we needed some like some statistician to come in and do that one for us, but <laughs> what am I missing here, Madison? I mean, <laughs> why why does this not surprise me? So all right, well, not to play the age card here. No, look at the age card. I think for me, I don't I, I honestly don't even know how this came to be. I was literally talking with my mom yesterday mm -hmm. and Again, like how we kind of get into like rants and tangents, like you start talking about rocks and all of a sudden we're talking about stomach ulcers. So whatever. <laughs> um, we're talking and I just start looking up some facts and things because I'm looking for content to post on my social media. And I came across how and I, I don't know if this is like no, I, I was shocked to know that a woman literally couldn't open a credit card until 1974. That for me, like I was born in 96, right? So mm -hmm. like less than 20 years before I was born was this put into play. Um, Or no, 22 years. My math's off, but a little over. You're, you're a loan officer. You can be excused for having bad math. No big deal. Um, Yeah. So the one that didn't shock me was that women have a higher credit, <laughs> credit card balance. Um, But then... You know, like the whole article basically just kind of went into like how undereducated women are about their finances. And again, this maybe is like people are sitting out there like this isn't a shock. This isn't a surprise. But I guess for me, because what I strive to do every day is I really do. I have single female clients right now that are under contract. I've closed out in the past. Mm -hmm. So I guess for like the world that I live in and surround myself with, like I do know so many powerful women that do understand finances and all this other stuff. So to see that there's such a large majority of women that don't makes me feel like I need to work harder as well as all the other women in our industry do mm -hmm. to educate and like go after the female population. Because even though we might have a little higher credit card balances, there's a lot of women that are in powerful positions right now, which means they have, you know, they're making good, if not better money than other men out there. So interesting you posted that to talk about it because Kristen Messarelli, I don't know if you know her or not. No. Um, she is um, ah, her and Dave Savage and Todd Booksman, I believe, uh, started this new nonprofit called First Home IQ. I like and it. So she was literally interviewed by the Post, or she gave a, a blurb on the Post, Washington Post this morning, about how she bought her first home at the age of 35 in LA. Yeah. And, and like, uh, as a single woman. Yeah. And that's huge. Like, me and Christina have a, a client right now who's a single female. Um, I had two clients that I closed last year that were single females. I have a bunch of pre approvals right now. And it's just like, 
I don't know. It like surprised me and inspired me and like really got my, like just got my head spinning of like, we talk about all these things that happen in our industry and the changes and this, that, and the other. And like the demand is there for houses right now. So it's Mm -hmm. like maybe not your typical, you know, 20% down 800 credit score client, you know, they have it easier than the rest, but there's definitely markets or untapped markets. I should say that you should probably reach out to Kristen and get her on your show. Yeah. I am thinking about doing that. And then I also reached out to Elizabeth Kronowski who I'm going to try and also have on because she owns Credivolve. And the client that I just, my last closing that I just had a couple weeks ago, she had that client through her platform, through her credit repair program. And so I was like, oh my God, I was sending everyone those statistics yesterday. I'm like, Elizabeth, did you see this? Fabi, we got to talk about this. (laughs) Mom, what's going on in the world? It was only 22 years. I don't need stats, man. Here's the thing. I have a wife. And we celebrated 30 years of marriage. And her thing is, like, she doesn't, I don't, I know she doesn't watch this podcast. So I'm just going to she doesn't understand credit card debt. She, in her mind, she still doesn't get it. Yeah. And I, I don't know if she gets her, she doesn't want to get it. I don't know which one it is. I don't know which one it is. Okay. I, I got that Donald Trump movie here. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> See, now that's when I get serious. <laughs> My but, eyebrow goes up and fubby. Right. But it's like, if I say, like, don't do that, you know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. apply for a credit card at a department store just to get 10% discount. Yeah. Like, in her mind, that's like, well, why not? Right. Because you're buying a $92 deal and it's only going to save you $9.02, but it's going to be on her credit card. You're going to pay on that credit card over the life of the credit card. Right outbeats the 10% saving. Right. Right. And so that's where too, it's just like, it really, I mean, it motivated me. Cause I'm like, okay, like all the things that I talk about, it's, I, I make it funny. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll volunteer my wife to be your first, your, your first student to educate. Okay. Let's do it. I'll do I know, but I'm serious. I'm like, I need to be putting on like credit repair seminars or like credit, credit repair. I, I don't think it's credit, but I think what Kristen is doing necessarily with the home, first home IQ, it's about raising the awareness of what like your whole credit picture is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just about like, okay, credit repair is good. Credit but, repair is just like kind of band-aiding the main problem. And yeah. I'll be the first to admit that it's yeah. do this, do that to get your foot through the door and buying a home. That's the extent of my credit repair. But yeah, By the way, I, think, I, think I think there's another side of that curve. And I'm not joking when I tell you this. I think there's another side of that is that most younger men, including myself when I was younger, can't get credit because we ruin our credit so quickly. Yeah. And but one of we're the actually things- we're actually out of the picture for 10 years until we get our shit together. Then we come back in. Yeah. And it was funny. So not funny, but like one of the things that it was talking about is like the reasons why, like the tendencies of men versus women and how they spend. So men typically do a lot of luxury things on a credit card. So like, you know, dinners, items, material. And it was pretty much talking about how women be again. And this is, I'm not too like feministy, whatever with the whole, like women get paid less than men, whatever. Like you can make as much money as money as men, women, you just got to try a little harder. But it was just talking about how because of that gap or because women don't make as much money, they're using their credit cards for necessities more than luxury. So if you kind of look at the difference of like, okay, you have a, a female individual who has more credit debt, 
But it's also like if you're evaluating what that debt is from, was it for taking care of their children, taking care of them, worrying about the necessities, their groceries that they're putting on that credit card versus a man who just wants to put a $1,200 table at the club. Or or a trip to Aruba. Trip to Aruba. Yeah. The luxury. It's not for a necessity. It's for a want more than a need. So I'm going to keep doing more research on this. Psycho Bunny's hoodie that I just got. Psycho, I don't know if you know Psycho Bunny, but Psycho Bunny. That was me with the day with the podcast. <laughs> Literally the Psycho Bunny. <laughs> Did you get that for you? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, Maddie, look, we have run over time because I want to get all your th- points in here. Yeah. Way over. We actually stayed on track though. We went a little over time, but I feel like that was pretty a good for bit, us. A little bit. It's not bad. I mean, definitely, definitely we're getting better in season two here. We so are. I know you have a guest coming on next week. Who do you got coming on next week? I have Linda Prococo, who is the owner of Max Title Agency. She has 25 years of experience of owning her own title company. But before Ooh. owning her own title company, she was a real estate agent. And she calls herself the two-time widow. So mm. she's got well, a fun... What kind of name is Prococo? I'm pronouncing her, her last name. I'm butchering the crap out of her last name. That's how it's spelled. It's Italian. she's gonna kill me when she comes on this episode next week all right maddie let's get out of here say bye to the world bye everyone